You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ice Cold Takes with the Boys in Blue. I'm your host, Joey DeMeglio, and I'm joined here with my co-host, Kyriakos Chatzis. We're super excited to finally start recording a podcast after several months of writing articles about the New York Rangers. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Henrik Lundqvist and the goalie situation, as well as free agency decisions that have to be made before next season, including players such as Ryan Strom, Tony D'Angelo, and Jesper Faust. All right, let's get right into it. First thing we want to talk about is Henrik Lundqvist and the three-headed goalie situation. We've talked about this extensively in our articles so far. We, I believe, I believe that Lundqvist should stay. He's done too much for uh, the Rangers over the past 15 years. He's single-handedly carried us to the playoffs 12 of 15 years, which is insane. Only for his team to let him down time and time again. Uh, I'm glad that he had he had a shot this this year in the playing round. The Carolina was just too much. They were far and away the better team. But uh, we also have Georgiev, and we know we were keeping Shesterkin. Georgiev's younger than Lundqvist, obviously, and I think he's got more value value. So I think we should trade him. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you look at the goalie situation, and you have three goalies who can essentially play the starting role. Um, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but uh, JD said we weren't going into next season with three goalies, and uh, that's most definitely what he's going to do because, I mean, it's hard to keep the morale of all three goalies up. It's hard to keep the uh, competitive side of all them up when they're not getting that playing time. So, I mean, honestly, as much as it hurts me to say, I think we're going to move on from Lundqvist, whether it be from a buyout, a trade, or him retiring. Uh, people say there's been some rumors that Lundqvist is just going to retire this season, uh, play a couple play a couple years in for Lundo with his brother, and then maybe come back for a final cup run. Um, I'm not sure how feasible that is because he would be giving up essentially eight and a half million, which would be the ultimate gift to the franchise. But uh, I, I honestly don't see that happening. If we buy him out, uh, we would only be saving ourselves three million next season. And then the season after that, it would be a $1.5 million cap hit, um, which isn't too bad. And then if we trade him, I feel like the only way we would get decent return is if we retain 50% of his salary, which even then, taking on a goalie, 38 years old, obviously proven Hall of Famer, but I mean, you have to, you have to ask yourself how competitive he can be now. Um, taking on a goalie, 38 years old, like I said, with a $4.25 million cap hit, not sure how many teams are going to go for that. But uh, like we said, like you said, you, we were talking about, Joey, 
you, you mentioned Carolina might be in the race for, for Lundqvist. I mean, they have a really, really strong forward core. Um, they've been playing really good hockey, and I mean, that might be the missing piece, even though their, their goalie tandem played not too bad uh, throughout this, uh, this playing round. Um, I think honestly, I see our, uh, I see the Rangers moving on from Lundqvist as, as, as much as it hurts me to say. Yeah, I, I think I think you meant uh, Colorado, but Carol, now that you mention it, Carolina would make sense. The only problem with that is they, they're in the East. And yeah, yeah. you have to see Lundqvist beat us up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, <laughs> you yeah, Colorado would be in the running as well. I mean... Colorado, I think, would make would make a lot like perfect sense because they have, you know, that top line is considered some consider it to be the best first line in the league. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that line it's it's Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen. That line and Boston's first line. Right, right. Yeah, I Boston like, has I, I, first I despise Boston, but that's because you know original six rivalry. But Colorado's got young talent. Got depth on all their lines. Their defensive defensive core is really good. They're just missing a goalie, and I think they yeah. have cap space too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Honestly, that has the cap has enough cap space. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, they might. Um, honestly, I was looking at, I was reading up a little bit on Georgiev because honestly, at the at the at last year's trade deadline, it seemed like he was the one that was going to be moved. Um, but supposedly the Rangers didn't get enough interest in him or, or the uh, the offers they were getting for him were not uh, on par with what they thought he was worth. Um, not that they were actively shopping him, but just the offers that came in weren't weren't good enough. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, you, you brought up a good point that Georgiev does have a lot more trade value associated with his name. So, I mean, we'll see what they do. But um, Moving on from that, we got we got a lot a lot of other free agency decisions as well. I mean, we got Strom, D'Angelo, and Faust, all with their contracts ending this year. So so let's start off with Strom. G- give me a prediction with Strom. So I mean, we also we also have to take into account like the cap. The Rangers' cap hit is going to be tighter this year than other years because of the Shattenkirk buyout, which sucks. And considering that he's playing really well on Tampa Bay. And, of course, he's playing with McDonough, which we all thought was going to happen on the Rangers. We all thought that the pairing was going to be McDonough-Shattenkirk, and that would be our power, our, our top pairing for uh, the first power play unit. But uh, that yeah. never happened, and Shattenkirk didn't play the way that he always played in his career with us. But yeah, um, that hurt me a little bit. I mean, he wanted to come to the Rangers for a long time, and then when he yeah. bought yeah, I always liked him too. Yeah. Great. With that aside, and the whether or not we keep Lundqvist or buy him out, uh, I think I think Strom should get a bridge deal because we'll talk we'll talk about D'Angelo soon. But I think Strom is uh, not as valuable as D'Angelo because we have Heedle, and I'm I have a lot of faith in Heedle. I hope that the Rangers give him time on the second line next year. Yeah, I mean, we, we all hope that he'll kind of slots into that, that 2C role. Um, but we also got guys like Morgan Barron that we just signed. Um, and also, I mean, uh, that, that second pick we have in the draft, whether it falls like 22 to 25, we'll, we'll see what we pick there. I mean, I think we're going to go look for a strong center. Um, we got some some good ones in the pipeline, and, and we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Strom, 
he has had some good seasons in the past. I think his second year with the Islanders, he had a 50, 50 point season. So he his his buyout is over six million against the cap this year, which yeah, he scored eighteen goals for us consecutively this this past year and the in the year before that. And some might say his numbers were inflated uh, with playing with Panarin this whole year, which which might be true because he had like about thirty five more assists I think this season. But I mean, I don't think he's a guy that we could sign long term, uh, especially when we have guys like Panarin, Zabenejad, Kreider all locked up. Um, I don't think he is one of those guys that we can kind of lock into our top six position. He 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 is a really great player. Don't get me wrong. I, I I've loved his game ever since he got to the Rangers, and uh, he he's a big locker room presence as well. But I mean, I I don't think we just, we can afford to uh, bank on him long term. Um, so I do think like a one two year deal at about like three million. I don't know if you take three million, but I I fully agree with you on the one to two years. Yeah. How much do you think? I think he would ask for four and a half, pushing five million. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I think he would too. But I mean, I, I don't know if I would give that. I don't know if I would give him that either. I during the season, I was like, he kept putting up points, and I was like, all right, good, his trade value is going up. We should definitely trade him for a first round pick. But then we started playing well, and I was like, oh, we probably shouldn't get rid of him if we want to make yeah. the playoffs. And ultimately, they decided to go all the way and keep Kreider, um, and then they dumped the Shea's contract, which I think was good for that second oh, second first-round pick. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like you said, like you said earlier, um, but that I, – I would project that – predict whoever we get with that second first-rounder to be ready within, like, two years maybe. I don't know maybe. if he'd be ready right away. I think oh, yeah. I don't, last I don't year's think draft, the only, the only other one outside of, like, the top ten was – Winnipeg's Billy Hainola. Okay. He, he was up on on their roster for the first month or few a few games. I know that for a fact, and he did pretty well. All right, moving on to D'Angelo. I mean, this is a guy. He's had sort of a breakout season this year. Fifty three points. That ranks him, I think, fourth uh, in points in, in all defensemen in the NHL. Huge locker room presence. Is a very funny guy. All the guys love him. Move the puck on the power play. I think you said he had 19 points on the power play, which is huge. I mean, this guy. I, I think. I think he's one we 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 uh we keep for the long term. But what's your prediction with his contract, Joey? I would not go over 5.75 with D'Angelo and three years, three years max. Mm-hmm. You don't want. I posted the picture in my article. If you read that, um, it's on. It's. Shabbat, Provorov, Wierenski. And Wierenski's contract is like three years at like, what was it? Four, four and a half, five million, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something around there, yeah. So I would not give D'Angelo $8 million at this point in his career. Shabbat, Ottawa could afford to do it because they have no one on their team and they have all the cap space in the world. Might as well just sign him because they, right. need, to, they need to hit the minimum salary cap. Like you're not going to go out and sign a 41-year-old to a severance package of one year and – Fifteen million dollars just to get boy. <laughs> Might as well just lock up Provorov or um uh, Chabot now. But I would not give eight million to Giancho. Nothing against Pro, uh, Chabot. He's great. I'd love to have him on my team. Same thing with Provorov on the Flyers. He's good. He's got like six over six million. I wouldn't give D'Angelo that. Three years, five point seven five takes him right to twenty seven unrestricted free agency, and from there he could ask seven, eight, nine million and. 
any team will would give them give him that. I would I would definitely if if I'm another team and I need a defenseman, I would be able to I would do that. If I yeah. had the case, I would I, sign him. I agree with that. I mean he he's really only had I mean he he's had some spurts in the past where, where he's he's shown him his real self, but I mean he's he's really only had this one good season, you see. I mean and coming from his perspective, you're gonna get a big pay raise with the five point seven five million for the next three years. And then look, you could get your your huge payday in three years. You have a you'll be a UFA. Um you can sign with whoever you want, you'll get your big money as long as you continue to pr- produce the way you are. One more thing one more thing for me from D'Angelo, he's come such a far a long way in his career. Like he yep. was a highly touted prospect with his draft year. He was supposed to go I don't, I, th- I don't know if this is true, but he was one of the best skaters in top 10. I'm not sure about top 10, yeah. I don't, I don't, know, about top, I don't know about top 10, but um, he, was definitely, he, he was definitely projected to go higher than when he was, uh, when he was actually picked, which right. was, uh, I think was 19th by Tampa Bay. His stock fell because of uh, issues that he had in junior hockey, using like slurs or whatever it was that he did. But he's... I think he's matured enough. A lot of people think otherwise based on what he, what his activity on Twitter. But I, I'm so fed up with people ripping D'Angelo apart. He's the most optimistic guy on the Rangers. He's the funniest guy. He's <laughs> such a, he's, he's got such a bright personality. And if you move on from that, how are you going to get someone else like that ever again? You might not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. The last time we had a 50 point defenseman was Brian Lee, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, as a Rangers fan, I bang my head up against the wall when our power play looks like it's five on five. When you you know those times when it's like you it can't looks worse play. than five on five, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's like they, they they can't even get the puck into the zone or yeah. whatever. I I despise that. You need to keep D'Angelo. You can't just give up on him. Totally agree. Two teams moved on from him already. Let's not be the third, please. <laughs> Tampa and Arizona just left the guy for dead. And for his career, D'Angelo is half a point per game. For a oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, 91 points in 161 games. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Last season, this past – not this past season, 2018-19, he had, he had – um, 25 points in 50 games or something like that. He, ever, yep. he, had a, he was a half point a game. I don't yeah. care what people say about what his views on politics or whatever. He's a hockey player. Yeah, Not exactly. Hockey. Ignore yeah, we need it. Him, let him we play. We need him to go out there and play hockey, right? Yeah. Bottom line. <laughs> he, could, right. he could say whatever – not whatever he wants. He could say, like, pretty messed up stuff. But, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it as a big deal. Just play hockey. Come on, man. Yeah. All right, moving on to Faust. I mean, we all love this guy. Seven, eight years with the Rangers already. One of the hardest workers on the team. Um, I think he won the like the team's player of the year like five years in a row. I mean, I, I like Faust a lot. I think he's going to want a decent amount of money. And I don't think we can afford uh, giving like a bottom six player at this point um, that type of money. So I feel like he might be the odd one out in this whole situation. But what do you think? Yeah, unfortunately, I think I think Foss is the odd man out in in this situation because we also have to sign Lemieux, and we've we, you yeah. talked about it earlier. You said uh, Lemieux is uh, is is like a more skilled version 
of uh, Foss. Yeah. Hopefully he becomes as good as him defensively. Yeah. And that's what the Rangers are looking – it seems like that's what David Quinn is uh, molding guys like uh, Lemieux and Howden into. They He wants them to be third, fourth-line players, grinders, shutdown players that could play the penalty kill and can be re- relied on defensively at the end of the game. I think um, Foss is a great player. He's been a trooper for such a long time, been a part of – he's been played in a lot of very important games – Lots of big games, but um, he could command upwards of $3 million in free agency, I think. I, we've seen it happen with, with these depth players. Brandon Tanev, I, I uh, keep using him as an example. Um, he got six years. I had no idea who this guy was before the Penguins. <laughs> he signed for six years with the Penguins at whatever his cap it was, but six years for a third or fourth liner is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very, very long commitment, and it's a huge risk. He's good, though. He's good. I've seen him play. He's good. Yeah, but uh, honestly, at this point in the Rangers' the rebuild, I don't know if that, that's something we could afford. Definitely not, no. Yeah. Um, also, talking about uh, before we were talking about that 2C position, um, a lot of people uh, piggybacking off free agency, a lot of people have been talking about RFA deals. Um, that we might sign a guy like Sorelli uh, or a defenseman like Sergachev. Personally, I mean, I'm not too keen on Sorelli. He is, like you said, one of the, he's a he's a more de- defensive-minded player. Um, his takeaway giveaway ratio is pretty good. But honestly, I I think on, he would be a bottom six guy in the Rangers, especially with our our prospect pool moving up. So again, I wouldn't give him the money that he would be asking for. But I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, we t- I talked to you about it, about Sorelli. A lot of people on Rangers Twitter think that they should, uh, that they should get him. Um, I don't know. I think, I think he's good, Sorelli. But the thing that I don't like about him, this past year his face-off percentage was less than 50%. And there's a – I saw a tweet somewhere. I don't know where – I can't find it. It's uh, – Someone said there's a very, very big difference between a guy that's 48.5% on faceoffs and a guy that's 50% on faceoff. Yeah. And and the the reason being is because, you know, you want that guy, you want a guy that you know you could rely on to take mm-hmm. that offensive zone faceoff when you're down a goal with the net empty at the end of the game. I right. feel like we've never had that player, like, no, ever. I've never had that. Never. Only, I don't know, Messier, Gretzky. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I don't know. The Rangers have been in the NHL for almost 100 years, and they've only had four cups. And all this time, they've lacked a, a top, like, a first overall pick. Yeah. All no, it's insane. They've had, they've done it without top 10 picks, top five picks. Yeah. Legitimate top five picks. I'm not talking Benoit Pouliot when <laughs> he was the fourth overall pick by Minnesota and we went to the finals. That doesn't count because he played on the third line. That doesn't count. I'm talking about like Crosby or Ovechkin, Petrangelo, guys like that. We yeah, haven't I mean, had a guy like that. I feel like we've been on the brink for so long and, and we just never broke to that next level uh, winning the cup. But I mean, that's why I think this this whole rebuild has been so smart. And, and the amount of uh, trades and prospects they've been able to, to attain in this two-year period is absolutely insane to me. 
right. think the front office did a great job with that. I mean, look, we're essentially a playoff team next season after, what, three years, not even three years of a rebuild. Meanwhile, Buffalo's in a perpetual, like, 15th and 20-year <laughs> rebuild. And I heard they're going to give up Jack Eichel for a bag of pucks. <laughs> Dude, I think, I think Jack Eichel is one of the best players in the NHL. I think he's supremely underrated. Yeah, but I, I mean, feel it, so bad for him. He does yeah. literally everything he can for that yeah. team. It's like, come on, guys. Like, come on. Am I the only one playing here? Yeah, dude. And, and I mean, I, I think you've heard multiple times, like, in press conferences or, like, even leaked, leaked messages about him just being fed up with the whole organization as a whole. He's 110% right and completely justified in his comments. Like, they have done literally nothing to help their <laughs> franchise since Lindy Ruff left. Yeah. Yep. And Lindy Ruff, I'm sorry, I don't think he's a good coach. I think he relied on Ryan Miller to carry his franchise, just as we've relied on Lundqvist to carry his franchise. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we hated, I hated him from the beginning. I don't know why. It was just yeah, all about I, I think it was good, good, really good thing that we, got, we, did, we didn't keep him. Yeah. Dude, I don't even understand how we let him, like, interview with another team. Like, is that, like, a thing they let, like, coaches do now? Like – I find it kind of weird that he just let, like flat left us before the playing round. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that worked, worked out, but I, I could care less. <laughs> care less. Get out of here. Yeah. One thing to add though about these free agents is you look at the playing round against Carolina, and obviously we got outplayed. A lot of our players didn't show up, but you have to ask yourself the question: if if their performance in that three game playing series will hurt their contract talks. And maybe the team will get lucky and, and, and they could settle for a little less money on a contract. I don't know how much of a factor that three-game series will play, but I don't know. We'll see. No, I don't think, I don't think it, it does. It's come, like, come on, man. It's like three games, you know? I, think, I know, but still, like, you expect, you expect your players games. to show up. You expect – That's like, true. They want to see, like, what, what those guys could do. Yeah, I, I, I guess. And, I mean, we, we did go into the playoffs – I think with the second youngest team or even the youngest team. And I mean, I can't even say we put on a good, good fight. Cause we didn't, uh, it was lackluster play. Everyone looked slow. Carolina essentially just beat up on us. Right. Um, right. And, and honestly, Lundqvist, Lundqvist didn't play bad. I, I liked it. I liked his game. I, Lundqvist, Lundqvist I personally coach. think Lundqvist is like extremely inconsistent. I, I mean, I've been watching him play for a long time, and there's some games he could be that Hall of Fame goaltender. He could be lights out, and some games it's just, like, not working for him at all. I, I think it, at this point in his career, he was always good, but at this point yeah. in his career, yeah. Especially now, it, it's just, like, it's on or off for him. And, I mean, he's such a fierce competitor that I feel, I feel bad for – I feel so bad for him sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with, with you on that. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the first ever episode of Ice Cold Takes. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.